When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy New Year, Tiffy. <laughs> We're going to start this off fast and hot. Mm. Fast and quick. Quick and easy. <laughs> <laughs> My good friend Julia had a really good idea to start off this episode with something simple to get the ball rolling, yeah. which is to go over our highs and lows of 2020. Are you in? Yes. I'd like to go first, please. Okay. Oh, yay. Okay. While... We were in lockdown. I was video chatting our gong gong, our grandpa. Is this a high or low? This is a high. Okay. And he, there was always a voice in the background. I was like, gong gong, who is in your apartment? And I learned he was always watching YouTube videos to learn how to speak more English, like learn mm-hmm. English phrases. So then he would like show me the screen it would say a phrase, and then Gong Gong would be like, I'll chip in today. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he would just be like, be quiet, and then he'd be like, oh, not window. I'll, please. <laughs> so cute. And then I was like, Tiffany, Gong Gong practices his English like every afternoon. So Tiffany and I video chatted him together. And then would just listen to him repeat phrases. And then, like, all of us would die laughing, including him. Because it was so... The phrases were so random. Like, he'd be like, look at the size of her ring. (laughs) 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 And so, anyway, I thought, well, if Gong Gong's trying, I should try, too. So I found a Chinese teacher online. And she lives in Wisconsin. But we've been doing lessons every week together. Um, and it's kind of dark because each week she teaches me new keywords to talk about Corona, to talk about current events. And all of our new words are like 200,000 cases. And then it'll be like, learn how to say like, I have to learn how to say like 1 million. And like, even today, our new word was like new strain. And I was like, Uh. (laughs) I can't do it anymore. You gotta want to learn this part. But she's so wonderful. And during Christmas, she taught me how to sing Chinese Christmas songs. And we're literally just on the video together, like, ding, ding, dang, ding, ding, dong. <laughs> and it's so sweet. And she's always, like, very um, encouraging. And so, okay, so my high is that my whole life, I thought learning Chinese was so terrifying because you're always surrounded by kids who know it better than you. So I wouldn't ask questions. But then I learned that when you can just do it one-on-one as an adult, it's so enjoyable and you don't feel so self-conscious all the time. And it's like a completely different experience. 
so much to unpack there with your fear of um, failure. <laughs> Dude, oh my God, it's so deep. Not knowing yeah, it, it's freaky how deep it runs in Chanel's blood. Yeah, and it completely went over your head. Yeah, totally had no idea. <laughs> anyway, we were we have different struggles. Yeah, ain't that the truth? So that's your high. Yeah, I completely forgot about when we Facetime Gong Gong. That was so funny. I know. So what's your low? Oh well, where to begin? No. <laughs> Where do I start? <laughs> um, my low is probably that all of the uncertainty of this year, mm-hmm. like the fit, the fact that you're waiting on something that's external that you have no control over, reminded me a lot of waiting for trial because, like, you mm-hmm. wait for an outcome that you can't predict or control. Yeah. And so in the beginning, I was like lapsing super hard. Like my brain was just, my mind felt super undeveloped again. I felt really vulnerable. And I like forgot about all of the agency I developed in the meantime. And like all the, like I, I have a really strong toolkit to deal with uncertainty now. But I had to remember that I had it. Can you and share then, some of that toolkit? <clears throat> Okay, one thing I do is I plant little things that I look forward to enjoying. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, if I order a bunch of Thai food, I'll order an extra Thai iced tea for the next day. And then just knowing it's in the refrigerator and that I'll love drinking it tomorrow is, like, this little point in my day that I like. Mm-hmm. What? Why are you making that face? I'm smiling. <laughs> I was okay to be honest. I started smiling and then I noticed my fake teeth in the mirror. (laughs) And I was like, whoa, I need to get those glued in. (laughs) I know. I was was like looking at them, like, are they going to fall out? But anyway, sorry. I was actually listening though. Do fake teeth. Yeah, I do. Um, Genetically, not on purpose. (laughs) So. So, you okay, so plant things to look forward to that you know are there. Yes. So mm-hmm. I always have something on deck or something that's coming in the mail or a book that I'm going to go walk to the bookstore to buy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you, you sprinkle your days with all these little things you look forward to. And then people always say, um, obviously, be grateful for what you have. But I feel like I... I don't always do that. And it's also hard to like, okay, people always say, be grateful for what you have. And sometimes it's hard to even like sit down and articulate that. And I found out that when I list things that I'm grateful for, it gives me more anxiety because I'm realizing all that I could lose. Oh, <laughs> dark. <laughs> yeah, I never all do that. I love that I, that I might one day lose and so instead what I do is when my thoughts are spiraling I'll just start saying thank you 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 and like it always makes me feel better because then like I can't hear what I'm thinking and then like everything I'm looking at like if I'm on a walk 
I'll just see like a bus and a tree and a little bird. And I'll just be like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like saying thank you to everything mm, in the present. You. Yeah. And yeah. even like looking around my desk, I'm like, I see my colored pencils, my mug of hot cocoa, a tiny bow from Christmas. And it's like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, thanks for all these little beautiful things that are around me that I can't see usually because I'm thinking too much. Yeah. And I think the important thing to take from that is that it's not that you should also follow that procedure. (laughs) What's the word? But it's that every person has a different method that you need to find to help cope. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And another low has been that it was really difficult to read Like, it was hard to focus long enough to, like, get through full bodies of text. Mm. Um, And I always felt like if I was reading, I'd be missing something, like a news update, which I think speaks to, like, how wired our brains are now. Because I felt anxiety not being plugged in or not being aware of the next thing that was happening. But to counter that low... As a high, I read a lot of graphic novels, middle grade graphic novels for younger readers, because that's what I could digest. And yeah, and and it's what I want to do. It's like the genre I want to start moving into. So I felt like my little canoe like started to shift into the right stream. And I read so many books like that, whereas if I had been super busy and with work and everything yeah. I went time to do that so that was nice yeah cool but, uh, maybe I'll start with lows so they can end with highs otherwise okay this whole segment will be sad <laughs> <laughs> so lows <clears throat> I was thinking about this today this year for me I f- I discovered later in life that I enjoyed being alone it was like my biggest fear until I was like 23 to ever even be physically alone. I was always surrounded by friends or someone. And so, but then after some therapy and medication, (laughs) I've discovered that I love it. So actually the beginning of this lockdown, I loved it because I was like, this is an excuse for me not to see people, which is like the first time in my life that I've ever not overexerted myself making plans. So I actually started out loving it. Only recently did it really start to be low for me. Yeah. And that I really miss people, obviously, and that um, my eating disorder thoughts are back. I don't have an eating disorder anymore. Well, it's, I think it's always there. But my thoughts are back for the first time in like two years. And, the, and it's and it's. I don't know if it's related to OCD, but they are they are obsessive thoughts. Like, if I catch myself thinking at any moment of the day, it's either about food or weight. Any moment, like nothing else. The only times I'm not thinking about those two things is if I'm actively doing something, like feeding Babao and like thinking about like getting her food right. So that's been difficult. And so my solution is. Like you, I have to remember that I had a toolkit for this, which is how I got over my eating disorder. And for anyone who might be struggling with an eating disorder right now, something I've always found really helpful, um, which 
my eating disorder therapist that I had in 2016, she she told me to read the book My Life with Ed, and it's basically a tool where eating disorder acronym is Ed, but you name him in your brain. Mm, I like that. So for this author, she named hers Ed, and I followed suit, and I named mine Ed. And um, when you have a thought that's like you're gaining weight and like every pound you gain is like you you know you're like less valuable or something that's not your brain speaking because when i look in the mirror i i can see that i have a physically healthy body and that i'm very like fine with it cuz it it carries heavy weights it, it takes me running but then there's another thought in my head that i know isn't me saying like no it's too fat or whatever that thought comes from ed so it's like separating the two and then the other thing that's really helped me is obviously therapy and then my medications so i'm going to be increasing my 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 medication is for depression and anxiety but um it's really helped with like everything that i've struggled with since i was like a baby which is just really compulsive thoughts and um or obsessive thoughts and um anxiety that is like really life uh what's the word life debilitating yeah or interfering with my daily life Mm -hmm. so I want to increase my medication and I'm really looking forward to that and so I'm just trying to like remember it's been so long that I've had thoughts like these that I'm just trying to like tap back into that and just like remember what I used to do to help overcome it Mm mm-hmm and so that's a low. And I think a lot of people are struggling with that right now. Um, totally. I think so many of our old thought patterns that carry more negative ideas or like self-loathing ideas have much more space in time to return and sort of like stake their claim again mm-hmm. um, because we're less busy or because we get distracted easily um, and because we don't, we can't supplement our days or like fill them with like lively conversations and face-to-face interactions where we're like fully engaged. And so it's just so much time with ourselves. And obviously it's so difficult to always be positive with yourself. And so, yeah, I like the idea of naming that voice a lot. It's kind of- so helpful. Mm-hmm. And another tool, you know, that she that I, I used to use when it was really bad was you wear um, sunglasses into the bathroom. And then when you're wearing the sunglasses, you speak to yourself, you, vocalizing the thought, the bad thoughts that you're having. So like you're really fat. You should go throw up the um, cookies you just ate. And then you take off the sunglasses and you remove him from the equation and then you speak to yourself from as yourself which is like you really enjoyed that everyone else is eating cookies like no big deal and you put the sunglasses on and then you repeat it so you basically start to like try to dissociate him from you and like really think of him as a separate identity who lives inside of you and like one day he'll leave but you just have to be really patient totally. so that's another thing i like that too because you're still letting it give voice to itself right Mm -hmm. I feel like so much of the time the instinct is to suppress it or like argue with it 
and not just like hear what it's saying. And so I think it's nice that in that case, you let it speak, but then you also let yourself speak. Yeah. And they're like, they're both existing, but slowly one is going to grow weaker with time because it can't sustain that level of harshness. Yeah. And that's really good. One thing I read too that recently that made me so sad. I didn't read it. It was on TikTok. (laughs) But um, (laughs) um, was that a a good tool too when you're having really self-deprecating thoughts is you imagine yourself, and this relates to our podcast in a lot of ways, because when we talk about memories on our podcast, I think about me as a child, like the thoughts I had as a child. Mm -hmm. And when you're having self-deprecating thoughts, one trick is to also pretend that you as a child are is saying these things to you. Mm-hmm. So like if you could meet yourself as a 10-year-old and and she's like I feel really ugly, I feel fat, I feel chubby. Like what you would say to that girl or yeah. however you may identify and and how you would feel like hearing her say that to you. If I saw myself say that to me, I would nurture the fuck out of that little baby. Totally. And I would like be so supportive and and um but it's like why am I not doing that right now? Yeah. So just about like treating yourself how you know how you would if you were younger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's part of why therapy helps me a lot is because each week I have so much self critique. Like I don't know if people realize how hard I am on myself all the time. Crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so with my therapist, I will like speak aloud how I'm actually feeling about myself or how I think I'm doing productivity wise. And when I hear it, it makes me like sad because I'm like, Mm -hmm. whoa, that's so mean. (laughs) But like usually when it's just going on in your head, you don't stop to really listen and process what it's doing to you but when you literally say it out loud you're like that's not okay yeah or just like you don't deserve that voice you know yeah yeah it is really hard and you are really hard on yourself to a level that people can't comprehend because they assume that you're just like super on top of it (laughs) it's so disturbing it's, it's wild Because I'm so high functioning when other people need something from me. I'll always figure out a way to like present it or be there if needed. But I don't do that for myself. And Mm -hmm. then Lucas sees it and he's like, holy heck. I know. Um, Yeah, it's alarming. I think we're all just... I think we're all having these similar thought patterns. I know. But that's that's my lows. I'll focus on some highs to brighten the mood. Because I will say a lot of 2020 has actually been positive in weird ways. Um, yeah. In the sense, I adopted Bao Bao, my dog. Mm-hmm. I've had a senior kitty for three years, Boopus. But we decided it was time, I decided it was time to introduce a little senior chihuahua, Bao Bao. Mm -hmm. She's completely white. She's all white fur. She had a, hey, um, 
non-functioning leg when I adopted her that we got fixed so she can run for the first time in her life. Yay. She has a very long tail and a really short body, <laughs> like a potato. She is one of the friendliest dogs I've ever met. So when people meet her and she's a little shy and then like when she warms up and you see the like spell that she casts on people, it's so heartwarming. She yeah. Like, she like changes people's hearts. It's amazing. Tiffany's dog is so cute. It doesn't make sense. It's, like it doesn't compute on earth. Yeah. It's 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 like looking at a Pixar character but on the floor. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um her name is Bao Bao and I also want to give a quick shout out to um Hannah, cutie pie little Hannah. She's she made this she we I don't know her, but she made um an Instagram account for my animals, which is hilarious because I post so about them twenty four seven. It's um B P for Boopus. And BB. So it's BP and BB. <laughs> just so funny. It's so genuine. You literally were just like, boop a doo boo doo boopy. <laughs> Peep, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop. It's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, so they, my animals are, I would die for them. I love them so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other high is the cat shelter I started volunteering at in June. I became a supervisor last month. So I get to <gasps> promoted, promoted to Good a job, voluntary Beth. position, <laughs> but I'm, I get to give them meds, which I love doing for some reason. That was a big high. Cause I formed this little community with cat people in LA mm-hmm. and, and I'm in love with every single cat at that shelter. And, and if you ever want to adopt a cat in LA, please check out Santa door foundation. And that was, that's my high. Yay. That's really good. Saving animals and letting people know how to cope with eating disorders. I'm actually really surprised you named yours Ed instead of like. Well, dude, I couldn't figure out. No, I know. I didn't want the same name as the author had because I like being unique. But I I, honestly was just like, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Ed is nice and solid. Yeah. And I could see just like a little squat person with a really thick mustache or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we can dive into emails and DMs. I have a good one to start with. Oh, if you're open to do. it. So, okay. We got literally hundreds of really good DMs. And yeah. obviously we can't cover all of them in this episode, but I feel like they'll be applicable forever. So thank you to everybody who submitted them. One message that was pretty simple but like made me think a lot was from Brooke and it said how have your end of year goals changed and what were some of them during childhood and I like this one because it says goals instead of resolutions because mm. I actually never I never think to make new year new year's resolutions I usually just intuitively set goals for myself every year of like like I manifest an idea like by the end of this year I'll move to LA and like do this thing you know Mm. so I like that she asked that question in that way and it made me think um about our goals as children and like what they were yeah I know I know what mine were but what were yours um obviously writer it's sweet I actually found like a life roadmap that I made when I was like 11 and Mm -hmm. 
obviously publishing a book was on it. So I completed that little one. Um, wow, you had it figured out early. Yeah. Wow. Super early. But I still don't feel <laughs> like done in any way. Well, yeah. I I still feel like what I am supposed to do on Earth is not there yet. It's not. Chanel's like a genius prophecy. I feel like people can tell. I No, I mean, I just want to... I'm supposed to be doing things for kids. And I know, I, but don't you think you're also a prophecy? <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> I think so. I feel like you're going to write the next Junie B. Jones. Which is like... <laughs> you know? Dude, Junie B. Jones was so good. That's what I'm saying. That's true, dang. Or like was... Harry Potter. What? Okay. I'm not a plot Sorry. person. That's so. I have one more high to share. Yeah, what is it? I discovered, and it has to do with your low of of like not being able to focus on reading. Mm-hmm. I finally discovered a genre of book that I enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> your face. I'm so happy because I um for anyone here who doesn't know me, I am not like Chanel at all in the reading category. I don't know anything about books and um. Memoirs just take. I hate memoirs. Yeah, so, yes, <laughs> I really do. I hate them. Everyone I recommend, she's like, uh, <laughs> like, so they're so boring to me. No, no they're fan, not. No fan, they're no the person's life. Not, not all of them. Just no. I know. I I recognize that they're <laughs> amazing. My brain <laughs> just can't read them. I've tried so hard. I've really tried this year. I've tried like five different memoirs. Anyway. So, and I've been trying to force, I think I try to follow in your footsteps and read really intelligent books, right? And then I'm like, wow, can't freaking follow. So I switched to a different form of intelligence that I'm actually Mm -hmm. amazed by. And it is fantasy fiction. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me more. Youth, adult, fantasy fiction. It's incredible. Like fairies and like witches and like um what makes you most excited about it? Dude, I don't know. It reminds me of Harry Potter. Just like getting so I thought I feel like after I read Harry Potter as a kid, I that was like it for my journey of like that sort of genre. Cause I didn't realize that there was like other books out there. So I spent my whole <laughs> oh. life reading like literally books I didn't like. And the only other books I liked were <clears throat> Dan Brown books. Yeah. And so loves Dan Brown. And I was like, okay, there's something there. And then finally Elizabeth put me on one book that I was like, wait a minute. I think we're on to something. <laughs> and this whole 2020, I've read like 15 <laughs> YA fantasy fiction books. <laughs> um, which is crazy because I would have never thought that I would read something like that. Okay. That's, That's great. That Thank is you. great. Thank you. So your goal was to be a writer and you became one. Great. <laughs> you want to hear mine? Yeah, I do. My biggest goal in life, which I would sit and vow. I used to always make vows that I still remember. Okay. I'd write them down and say, I vow to do this. I vowed to name my first child Penny, which I really don't want to do. <laughs> so... 
Um, my vow was that I would become, and this is horrible, okay. a dolphin trainer. <laughs> <laughs> I vowed that I would be a dolphin trainer by the time I turned 30. <laughs> Which is never going to happen. Because I hate, I hate sea life in aquatic parks. Dude, I think it's awful. so funny. And now I, like, want to ban dolphin training, you know? But yeah. I was, like, that is, like, what I was meant to do on this earth. Oh, my God, dude. What if you were a 30-year-old <laughs> dolphin trainer just chilling in your wetsuit, like going to Florida? Your daughter, Penny. <laughs> Penny Miller. <laughs> Penny yeah. Miller, you smell like fish. <laughs> I know. Fucked up, so man. Funny. So that was that was my goal. My goals now are nowhere like that at all. I vow. <laughs> Do you want to know my next goal though for 2021? Yeah. yeah, for sure. We got a lot of questions about this, and I want to hear yours too. Mm. My goal for 2021. Mm-hmm. I live. I live with um one of my college BFFs, Anusha, and we are we're taking a big look at the Holly W, the H Wood. And we're thinking yeah. there's little to no, like, Asian representation, right? Which we all know and we talk about all the time. Yeah. But it's so severe to the point where Anusha and I spent, like, two weeks this Christmas break, like, watching new Netflix movies and, like, big hits and just, like, analyzing the characters and the stories and just being like, holy shit, there's such, there's something so bad missing. And the writing is getting really whack. And mm-hmm. so... Our goal for 2021 is to finish writing the first season of our show that is going to be funny. And then I think that's a pretty big goal. So that's like what we're aiming for. Um, I love that so much. I just, it's just going to, it's going to be funny. (laughs) You'll succeed because you and, and Anusha are incredible. Yeah. I have to say we're pretty funny. Who knows if we'll succeed? I'm not trying to put like pressure on myself, but I think just the idea of us even just writing something will be good. And yeah, we're going to have help with one of our other college friends, Danny, who is so funny. So I'm excited to see what happens. All of you are so potent with weird little stories. Yeah. From college. And that to me is everything. So what's your goal for next year? And it's so true, like, once you see the gap in stories, like, once you see everything that's missing, you can't unsee it. And now it's, like, all I think about every single movie that I watch. Every time I watch it, now I'm like, okay, there's one Asian character or one Black person in this whole movie, and their only role was to let the white guy talk about himself. Or it was to respond to whatever prompt the white protagonist was stating. But yeah. it was never to initiate their own conversation. And I want to be like, how was your day, side <laughs> <Yeah>. character? <laughs> because you had a full day, too. I know. It's brutal. And, yeah. like, yeah, there's just so much happening. And so um, that's our goal. What's your goal for next year to finish? Uh, I mean, it's sort of related in that I want to focus and put my energy and priority in projects that nobody asked me to do 
Because I think now so many people ask me to do lots of different things, a lot of which I do think are fulfilling, but I want to ask myself what I'd actually like to make and make that thing. So it's Mm -hmm. the thing that nobody is asking me to do. That's the most important one because that one is exclusively mine. Um, And I want to bring it out of myself this year. Yeah. Protect myself so that it can come out. Yeah. So that's my vow. Nice. Um, All right. Good, good. You read the emails, right? Hell yeah, I did. Oh my gosh, I love them so much. Thank you, everybody. Um, I'm Hit going me to. With s- them. I have so many. What am I going to do? Ah, no, no, too many people. Um, okay, one is from wonderful Lillian. And she said that during. She grew up lo- low income. And mm-hmm. sometimes the lunch ladies would pester her to bring the lunch money. And. In second grade, the lunch lady said, if you don't bring money the day after tomorrow, you can't have lunch. And the next day, contrary to what she said, the lunch lady took her lunch away at the end of the line and gave her a tiny cracker and a cheese thingy. And she left crying. And then moments later, she said she remembered she handed back the quick meal to the lunch lady and said, I am getting lunch today because she remembered the lady had said it was the day after tomorrow, not the next day. Yeah. And um, and she I'm said... I'm going to start crying. <laughs> I'm actually going to no, start she... crying. <laughs> no, and... But the fact... She said, it's not heartwarming, really, but I was very concerned with fairness as a kid. And that's the first time she remembers being brave enough to stand up for herself and, like, assert her own authority. And I thought that's, like... <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm about to float away. <laughs> I was so sad. I know. <laughs> I know. And it's like so brutal. Like also because kids like can't control bringing lunch money to school. Like what are you supposed to do? And so but oh. the fact that she still demanded that for herself is so amazing. And so I'm curious about when you learned you could stand up for yourself or like the first time you did or like something clicked in you that's like wait a minute that's not okay you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I remember all the kids like the rich kids would always get bundles of school photos and I was Mm -hmm. like why why do you need like 80 wallet size photos of your face let's not even get started on it (laughs) okay Lillian that's an inspiring story the thing (sighs) Dude, I can't wait. I'm not done yet because that (laughs) – these older people – now, we don't know the lunch lady story. Maybe (laughs) she was low income. Someone had a knife to her throat like she's going to get fired tomorrow, you know, if she keeps giving these kids lunches. Mm -hmm. But let's assume that she just was a dick and she just wasn't doing it. These, like, actions have long-lasting impacts on your little brain. Like that's what the whole podcast is about. Yes. Well duh. <laughs> but I'm saying like like I don't understand why you wouldn't give a child food. Yeah. No, like I know. where I'm it's it my mind is baffled. And it reminds me of when Miss Uchita locked me in the closet in second grade because I forgot my homework. 
now I have this really, really not okay. I know. But now I have this, like, crippling fear of, like, I don't even know what it caused, but it did something. Because it, like, it, like, I'll share the story. Yeah. Um, when In second grade, I've never been good at homework since I was born. I'm not an academic. I'm not in the academia realm. I'm in the the arts and humor realm. Mm. And so I, and I'm also not a morning person. Like, school was never built for me. And so when I would always, like, be late on homework and like mom and dad are always very like supportive right and so they never really like punished me or anything but in second grade I forgot my homework one morning and I had a really strict teacher and she it was the day that a police dog was coming to visit our class for like a little fun trip or whatever and as you know I'm obsessed with animals so it was like a really big deal to me and I get there and I told her I forgot my homework and she locked me in the closet where we put our shoes. And I had to just sit in there for the whole day while everyone played with the police dog outside. And I was, like, screaming, crying. I was so <gasps> upset. You were crying and no one was responding to you? No one was responding. I was locked inside. I wasn't allowed to see the dog. I was so upset. And I was also really sad that I, like, didn't do my homework. But it was math homework, which is, like, don't even try to get me to try to do that and so um yeah it was brutal oh my gosh Jimmy, that's so terrible I don't like the thought of you scream crying but no one hears you because they're all outside and the only one aware of you being trapped in the door is Miss Uchida who decides not to leave you in there <gasps> that's you really really know. bad but I'm like when you don't when a child needs something from an adult and they handle it improperly they do something that limits that child's resources rather than like yeah. helping them through it like why can't you do your homework or like you know yeah. it seriously traumatizes you and you like start to um look at situations differently and like act differently you have anxiety about different things yeah or you internalize it or shame yourself yeah which is definitely not the answer and also didn't even freaking work i didn't do my homework after that <laughs> yeah i never once got on the like uh there was like a chart outside of every door that said like who did their homework perfectly that week i never got on there oh my god I tried really hard but i actually never made it oh my so god so it doesn't work dude that's so terrible oh dang miss uchida anywho okay we have a story from Oh, my God. I need to, like, go back in time and rescue little Tiffy. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> just, like, that. You just explained. I know. My nightmare of you. Okay. Okay. I'm literally <laughs> going to have to sit down and do a mental exercise where I open the door to the closet and watch you walk out of it. <laughs> so that I can go to sleep. <laughs> Dude, I'm out of the closet now. I'm walking around all day. I know, but I need to visualize it. Oh, my. I'm probably going to draw you, like, sitting on a canine dog. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm fine now. I'm fine. Also, I just remembered. I had a friend, and 
would always be talking. And then even when she would go to the bathroom, I guess I just didn't understand personal boundaries. I would just walk <laughs> into the bathroom with her and like continue our conversation. And I still do that. Well, yeah, as an adult. But then she told her parents and then her parents told my parents, which is like the worst way for anything to happen. <gasps> and then mom sat me down and was like, why are you always in the bathroom? She's like, don't go to the bathroom with her. I was like, what? Dude, that causes anxiety. And then I was like, talk about I know. And oh. I'm like, I don't want to over invade or assert myself in other people's space. I don't know. Completely unrelated. Okay. I don't know how Gen Z is going to make it. Because <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding because it's my favorite generation. But you are all so self-aware because we've gotten to the point in humanity where every single thing you can be really aware and like think about it too much. And also we're super intelligent right now and it stresses me out. I know it's a lot to unpack all the time. So okay. we have a story from Molly. Um, we had mentioned Olive Garden in our last episode, and she said she loved Subway. <laughs> and they'd all, she and her family would always go to Subway. And the Subway they went to was, like, in the middle of the parking lot, like an island. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And she thought that meant that every store that's a standalone store was a Subway. <laughs> <laughs> She said the association was so strong in her mind that once she pointed to the store, to a store in the middle of a parking lot, and tried to convince her mom to take her there for lunch, and was like so unrelenting that the mom finally took her into the store and have the owner explain that it's a cell phone store <laughs> and say we do not sell sandwiches here. That is the funniest thing I've ever heard <laughs> because we misunderstand so much in childhood. We got a DM that was like, what is one, uh, we have so many, I don't know if I can find it, but it was like, what is something you learned <laughs> later in life that you realized was like wrong? <laughs> Dude, so much like going to the bathroom with your friend, which is not wrong. Again, in college, <laughs> you do it all the time. <laughs> um, okay. I remember I thought the word external meant, um, uh, like your private parts <laughs> my whole what? life so I, every time I don't, every bottle it says for external use only I was like whoa <laughs> you're supposed to rub this around your vagina I, it was so weird and then one day I was like this cannot be right that every single thing is like you're supposed to put it there you're when right. I was like 10 I was like I'm gonna look this up <laughs> but I, it's like dude I remember thinking beloved meant don't love like the b negates the love so like your beloved dad or something well and i remember seeing that on my friend's card like her dad literally signed it beloved whatever and i was like oh my god her dad doesn't love her (laughs) (laughs) i only learned last year that infamous is a bad thing I thought infamous meant the most famous ever, but it means the most famous ever for something bad. Mm, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, that was such a good one. All right. I have one more. No. What am I saying? I have like 10 more. <laughs> Elsa. She's half Chinese. She's a 90s baby raised in Northern California. 
And she said when she was about five, her mom would take her to this Chinese buffet called the Great Wall of China. Mm. And it's like huge Chinese buffet staples, dry chow mein, gooey orange chicken, hot and sour soup, chow mein. That's how. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and she said all she cared about was the sliced pineapple and the jello. <laughs> and the pineapple was like syrupy and straight out of the can. And so she would fill her plate with the pineapple and one cube of every color of jello. And then she would get a plastic straw stab it through the jello and suck and it would make <laughs> farty noises and it would make her laugh and then the cube had a perfect like tunnel through it um mm-hmm. and then she would stab her jello until it looked like swiss cheese but the idea that you were like hell yeah i'm going to the curry wall of china i'm gonna get a plate of jello and pineapples <laughs> I have a whole routine it's gonna be a great afternoon <laughs> Everything so, everything we ate as kids was weird. It reminds yeah. me of Olive Garden when I would just like slurp up that soup. But or we made it weird. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. I also like that triggered all these memories of Chinese <laughs> buffets and like the weird shit on your plate. It's like, when did they make the jello? <laughs> Why did they do that? We went to a lot of Chinese buffets too. All right, we have one from Margaret. She's the one who made the gif of Babao, which was so cute. It like, Dude, everyone is so sweet with their obsession with Babao because I'm totally there with you. I know. So <clears throat> she found an old English journal, her old notebook, and one of the prompts at school that day was, what if you woke up with no bones? <laughs> <laughs> and so... She attached a photo of her response, and it was like, my arm bones are important to me. I woke up with no bones and could not move, so I called my mom and dad, but I couldn't talk without my jawbone. So I just sat there until my mom and dad came to check on me, and they screamed. (laughs) They called the doctor, and the doctor came and saw that my skeleton was hanging over my bed, so he made me numb and got me open. (laughs) Put in my skeleton. Wait, I'm. I can't believe this. <laughs> so funny because it's so dark. Well, it's such it's an intelligent like, response. To be honest, it's, like, it's so... legit. It's like they probably I'm wanted you to be like, I slipped through the door and go spy on someone. <laughs> I'm a noodle. Yeah, but it's like no, like this is a medical emergency, <laughs> and it's so dark because you literally can't do anything without bones. So you're just stuck on your bed. Your mom is screaming and she can't speak. And then the doctor like, God, my heart. So funny. <laughs> so disturbing. So, it's so funny. Oh my God. But it's so good. Okay. I have so many stories that like. You know, there's too many. There's too much good stuff out there. I could talk forever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is. Allison said that she and her younger brother used to think those commercials for drugs were really funny because for like migraine and asthma medications because they always list all the side effects (laughs) side effects while they're showing a scene of a family playing in the grass and so 
they decided to tape their own drug commercial on their mom's phone and they called it Flicks. <laughs> and she'd videotape her brother and then they would like record all the awful side effects on top of that. And I thought that was so funny because it's something we would totally do. Like I would probably 100%. feel that be like, oh, side effects may include poop fall out of your mouth and your eyes will be <laughs> There's a trend on TikTok right now. Mm. Where people are, like, uncovering videos they made in middle school. Mm. It makes me cry laughing. Yeah. It's unreal. Okay, wait. I have one more. Mm-hmm. This is going to hit. So, Anna said, pre-iTunes gift cards. Did you ever go to Borders Music section and put on the big headphones? <laughs> <laughs> To listen to previews of CDs. Oh. I could spend hours on end in Borders as a kid, reading the back of every YA book and listening to previews of Kelly Clarkson and Mandy Moore CDs. Do you remember that? All the headphones plugged in. I'm so unlocked right now because I I would always listen to weird, like, (laughs) Phil Collins-y type of stuff and be like, what is this? (laughs) Because they had the weirdest stuff on there. Dude, that's so funny. Wow, that's crazy. That is such a specific thing that used to be a thing. That is, you would never have to go use public headphones to preview music somewhere. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel like we're on an exponential rate of growth that it's like... Yeah, of course. That's why it's everything's crazy. Yeah, don't you think? It's sustainable. Yeah, dude, the last 10 years were whack. I had a, I, a flip phone 10 years ago. Everything's growing so fast. And at work, it's like you're constantly, like, I have to set performance metrics every quarter. Like, what more can you do each quarter? <laughs> on and on and on and on. Forever. Thanks. It's like, what the hell? How does this Like, what to- more can I do? That's what I'm saying, like. What if you just want to plateau? <laughs> you know what you should do, Tiffany? You should start. What less can we do mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. order to be more? That's productive. a good way to get fired, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm just it's kidding. Not. No, I actually love where I work because they are very receptive to that. So, true. Wait, wait, one wait. more unlocking word from Abby mm-hmm. Joanne's Fabrics. Dude, just sit on that. Oh, yeah. Snip, snip. I'd go in there. I'd just snip all the fabrics. Actually, I was big on knitting. So I'd actually more so be in the yarn section. Yeah. I'm in the button section. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, try to rem- Okay. Here's a prompt. Remind us of any, like, stores like blockbuster that'll blockbust our memories um wait i have two more oh my god said when she read harry potter um she thought hermione was pronounced (laughs) hermwan hermwan howie and hermwan oh and then Kelsey said that on road trips, the dad would yell out elk and then he would move the car to the right. 
over the line so that it would hit those little it would make mm-hmm. that like <clears throat> sound you know what i mean yeah 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 and they were too small to see out the windows so they always thought it meant an elk was running alongside the car Dude. and they were so excited okay dad yeah when i was like three mm-hmm. he um he made heel prints in the sand to make it look like seal prints. You know what I mean? Like just your heel. So it looks like <laughs> flippers like running through the sand. <laughs> and I go, what are those? And he goes, seal prints. And I was like, oh. and I was like, oh, a seal's been here. Cause I, I, right. So then I was like, oh, that's what seal prints look like. I was like, that's what I need to look for. I'm pretty sure you're the only person on earth <laughs> who has that memory. <laughs> I know, but I was so confused for a really long time trying to figure out, like, why a seal was in the sand. Did a seal make those? Or did God <laughs> make those with his heels? And did he say seal or heel? And then now that I am fully, my brain's fully developed, I, I realized that he made it with his heels and thought it'd be funny to say seal prints. And I totally took that joke and it haunted me forever. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. It also makes no sense. Yeah. Oh, and then one more code word to unlock memories. Mary, Kate, and Ashley. Oh, I've been thinking about them recently. Really? Because I saw a clip of that movie that I loved when they went to, like, Paris. And they were literally... to Paris. They were, like, eight years old. (laughs) (laughs) Really? But I thought they were... They were kissing. That's what I'm talking about. They weren't actually eight, but they looked eight years old. And when when we watched it, though, as children, I remember thinking, like, these are some hot (laughs) 20-year-olds. <laughs> now I'm like, whoa. You guys were very young. Yeah, they like rode on the back of mopeds and stuff. Mm-hmm. And now I need to look up how old they were in that movie. <laughs> Freaky. How little they looked. Mary Kate. Wait, what's it called? Passport to Paris. To Paris. We had that on VCR. Dude, straight up, this thumbnail, they look I would honestly, if you put this in front of me, I would guess six years old. Wait. Oh my gosh. Like Google it? They're 12. How do you know? They just look 12. Oh, they look 12. Let's see. Oh my god, their boyfriends look 11. Okay, so they're 1999, and then they were born in 1986. So 99 <laughs> minus 86 <laughs> is thir- they were 13. See, so yeah, I was closer. Wow, that's weird. But still, when I was 13, I was very afraid of boys. That's what I'm saying. Whoa, we should watch this movie. Mm. Never mind. I just clicked the YouTube link. I think we need to wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, let's wrap it it up then. Everyone, I want to say Happy New Year, but... One thing I fear is that when the calendar turns, people are like, oh, we're in this new year. When really everything from before is just alive as it is now. And I feel like when you scoot into the new year, you like shove it all behind you. But I don't think we need to do that. Yeah, I I never I try to not frame New Year's as like a new start because that yeah. puts really strong expectations on yourself that might not 
happen the way you expect them to. And yeah, so if next week is actually really underwhelming and you still feel like you're slow to get into gear, just know that that's totally fine. And your beginning may happen three-fourths of the way through next year or something. And if you're feeling like lonely or unproductive, just know I'm also in this panty. Mm -hmm. I plan to stay at home as Mm -hmm. I have been and be alone most of the time besides Andrew's company. Like if you're like, oh man, I feel really, I like, you know, alone right now. Just know that I'm somewhere in the world also by myself. We'll get through it. The lowest lows are met with really high highs. So once we make it through whatever's coming, we will have. We will all be high. (laughs) Correct. But yeah, I'll be totally alone too with Lucas (laughs) and Mogu. But yeah, the point is that we're all still struggling. And. But we but it is important to recognize that we've managed to get this far, which is really incredible, because if you told us in March, like, hey, this lockdown will go Mm -hmm. indefinitely, we would have been screaming, but we made it. Yeah. And not even just a lockdown, a lockdown that will impact what potential goals you had to complete this year. Yeah. What your plans were like, everything has been totally discombobulated. And it's something that we're all going through together. And, like, it will be okay once we make it through. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay to, like, when you're reflecting on the year, you can be grateful for so many things. But you, you it's fair to feel sad about things mm-hmm. you thought you'd do that you didn't get to do. That's fair, too. You know? Yeah. And I'm excited to see, too, like, how did these twists of fate affect what oh we do gosh. end up doing. Totally. Because we're all changing directions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I am very fascinated. So you just keep noticing and following which way your life is going. Yeah. Just try to stay in the present. Mm-hmm. Just focus on getting day by day. Say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like that. And for me, I don't do that. I take. <laughs> Really great medication. <laughs> yeah. And I have animals that provide me a lot of mental health support. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Chanel, I'll talk well, to you later. Everybody, we'll see you in the see new year. Bye, everybody. We love you. And we will see you. Talk to you soon. Bye.